What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Thrive University podcast. I am your host and chief energy officer, Jeremy Abramson. And if this is your first time here, welcome. I'm so grateful for your support. I'm so grateful for your presence. And in case you weren't aware, Thrive is an acronym that stands for thoughts, habits, relationships, intention, vitality, and embodiment. And this is an acronym that I created to really create a framework to teach you the things that we never learned in school. And my intention with this podcast is to bring on world-renowned guests to break down their success, their breakthroughs, their obstacles that they've overcome to create massive amounts of success, health, and wealth in their life. So I'm so grateful that you're here. And now let's get to today's episode. But before we start with today's episode, I wanted to make an announcement that I'm so excited about. I just launched my Magic of Microdosing free course. This free course has over 10 videos where I really break down the neuroscience of microdosing and talk about how this medicine can potentially lead to massive transformation and healing in your life. So if you've been curious about implementing this medicine, this is a great resource for you to tap into. And again, it's 100% free. So make sure to visit the website magicofmicrodosing.com or just hit the link in the show notes below. Much love, y'all. All right. Today's podcast, we got the one and only Mike Schill in the house. And Mike played college football at Florida State. And I met him actually on the track working out here in Miami Beach. And I was like, yo, this dude is dope. I want to bring him on the pod. And he did not disappoint. This was one of the most high energy inspirational conversations I've had in a long time. And that's saying something. Um, But Mike is doing a lot of cool shit in the entrepreneurship space, translating all the skills he learned in athletics to the business world. And I think it's really cool how he's made that transition and all of the momentum he's creating in the world today. So he also is black and was adopted by white parents, which I think just comes with a whole host of unique challenges. So again, you're going to resonate with this one. You're going to be impacted by this episode. So tune in, be present. Let's get it. Yo, 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 what is good? We are back at the Thrive University podcast. I'm with my boy, Mike Schill. In the building, what's good, bro? Man, hey, 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 man, we're rocking, we're rolling, excited to be here, excited of the opportunity, man. Commend you for what it is you're doing, man. Let's get right on into this conversation. Let's go. Hey, let's get <laughs> it. Yeah, I know, we're short on time, and I appreciate your patience. We met um, on the Flamingo Field track. <laughs> you and Earl Wolf were doing some <laughs> sprints, some football drills. Yes, sir. And, you know... I'm curious to know, like, as a former athlete, yes, sir. you played college football at Florida State. Go nose. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's like the... Yes, mm. <laughs> yes sir. Don't get it twisted with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Which, I mean, is one of the most prestigious programs in the history of college football. Yes, sir. You know, I see a lot of athletes mm-hmm. after they retire from their sport struggle. 
Right. They suffer with a lot of depression because so much of their identity was attached to their sport, to being an athlete. So I'm curious to know, how was that transition for you playing high level D1 football at the best ACC's program Mm -hmm. and then immersing yourself in the real world? (sighs) Listen, that is an incredible question. Um, and and it, it, it would be it would be a lie if I told you that it was an easy transition. And, and the only reason as to why I say that is, you know, you do something for so long. It doesn't matter what the age is, but you do something for so long. And in this case, we're talking about sports, right? We're talking about performance. We're talking about putting on pads or running track, whatever it was. And then all of a sudden, that's not what you're doing every single second of the day. Um, I would say it was it was definitely something to 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 understand how to cope with I will say this much. The fact that the number one area of focus for me uh, coming up was obviously sports, but it was also education. I took this, I took the education game seriously, man. Um, biology and exercise science major, um, inorganic chem, human biochem, Calc 1, Calc 2, Calc 3. Like, these were the classes that I was in as well. And I knew that, I knew that you can't just rely on one thing, right? So, so although it was difficult to make the transition, I am I am I am humbled and gracious from the man above to have have something to fall back on. And that was this. That was this. Um, Where you see a massive amount of struggle with athletes that deal with that is when they don't have the area of focus on that next thing. And it's hard to focus on that next thing, because if you don't focus on the main thing, you lose your job. You lose your role. Right. Somebody beats you out, right? You're not playing in the game anymore. So I think it's something that needs to be balanced. I think it's something that needs to be further identified within the sports uh, space. And uh, I think it is going to be a constant, a constant area of opportunity for growth as it relates to participants in the athletic community. Because, man, again, if you do something for 25 years of your life, you did something for 25 years of your life. And that doesn't change no matter if it's 1908 or 2028. Yeah. It's 25 years of your life and it's it's it, it was it was it was difficult to overcome. Yeah. But it seems like you've transitioned well and I'm curious to know like not many people have that mindset. Mm-hmm. I went to University of Oregon yeah. when we were going to the Rose Bowl every year. We went to a national championship. Yes, sir. So, I know a lot about that culture and like it doesn't strike me that a lot of people at that age of 18, 19, 20 have that mindset playing high level D1 ball to also really be fully immersed in the educational aspect of things. Right, right, right. right. Like the student athlete has been like mimicked because it's, <laughs> it's like- It's really this, athlete. Exactly, it's a full-time job, like with 100%. your training, with everything. You're right, it is, it is. So was that something that you were very intentional about? like? going into school, you knew this was going to be a big part of it. And, and was that challenging for you to see like a lot of your teammates probably not be as dedicated to that? Man, great question. Great question. I would say that where that came from, where that was rooted is my family, my family, man, you know, um, they, they, they were gun ho, very focused on education, very focused on the mind. Listen, if, if we didn't get A's and B's in high school, there, it was an issue, you know, and it didn't matter what type of high school we were at. Mm. We had to, we had to be at the top. And, and, and so I'm very, very thankful to have that push at, 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 
at, at such a young age. And man, I realize that I don't take that for granted. Now we fast forward to the collegiate level. We fast forward to the locker room. We fast forward to, to being around the team and, and, and you see certain individuals who aren't take, taking full advantage of the full opportunity, maybe maybe only part A, but there's a part B and there's a part C that you can fully take advantage of as well. Mm. And, you know, it, it kind of bothered you, but I did what I could to, to kind of be that example and or to at least talk about the other things that other individuals weren't talking about. I mean, I was talking about class in the locker room. I was talking about my courses. I was talking about how I needed to be at the top of everything. Like, and, and I know for a fact, because I've had certain people reach back on out to me after the fact, say that that was good that you were doing that because that made me think like that, mm-hmm. or at least put an area of focus on that. Um, and so, you know, it, 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 that is a challenge. I feel that it will always be a challenge uh, that is partially or that is one of the things that I want to want to put an area of focus on. And that's part of the reason as to why we got what we got going on right now in our business and our sports entertainment side and, and just pouring back into that community, man, because if you don't know, you don't know. And Thanks. and hey, hey, anybody who's watching this thing, what were you thinking at? What were you thinking of when you were 18? <laughs> the same thing every other 18 year old is thinking about. So it's it's hard to put a that? finger. What is most 18 year old thinking about? Man, class. You know, how did I skip it? Study hall, don't want to go. When's the next jam going? You know, when's the next, when's the next club? Who's, who, who's showing up? Like, I mean, you're thinking of, you're thinking like a kid because honestly you are a kid. Right. In sports, you're just in a grown man's now, body. Now, despite, despite, and we'll, we'll get into your fine family dynamic oh, in yeah. a minute, but like, despite the upbringing and having great values instilled in you yeah. during your childhood, like you're 18, you're 19, you're 20. You have everything, bro. Like when you're at a school like FSU and they got a lot of baddies over there. Let's not, let's not, let's not, let's not be, be, no. be yeah. let's not, let's not pretend that, that we're not aware of the situation. Like, <laughs> but like, I would see my boys who played ball and it's like, it's like silly, like how easy everything is. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to know though, like having that level of commitment and dedication to stay on path mm-hmm. and not give in to all mm. of the temptation, all the instant gratification, right? Like that's fucking hard, bro. Hard as hell, man. Hard as hell, bro. Hard as hell. And <laughs> it, it was all about who you were around. And, and and listen, I had a community that was the football community and my, my, my boys, the people we go to war with, my my guys, man. I was just I just had dinner with EJ Manuel. That was one of my quarterbacks yesterday. Like like these are this is a brotherhood. He's like a first round pick. One hundred percent is a first yeah. round pick. That's my, that, these are my brothers, man. Like this is this is real. Um, but I also had a different community, man. I also had the 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 you know. The, the the scientific community the the real serious study hall community the, the the thing was this man i was in classes that demanded very 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 high uh, demanded a very high level from you as far as performance there is no faking the game in in in, in getting some of those classes done so i had to put real effort into it and because i had to put real effort into it i was always around those type of people as well so you know you go from a locker room and you got a guy who's going first round and then you go from that to the classroom and you got a guy who's already going to be a doctor you know and it's just you have two dynamics and i think I think 
noticing that and being around those two different dynamics that that that, that played a role in keeping me on track. You're, you know? you got a you got a very powerful way to deliver your voice and your message. Were you someone that was a vocal leader when you were go, growing up playing sports? Like, were you always that guy that was like, like getting people fucking ready? Because that's the type of energy I get from you. I don't know if that is like what Cardone instilled in you or what. But like, I definitely sense that that kind of like fire that inspires other people around you. So, I, you know, I feel, I feel, I feel I've had it to a degree, right? I feel, I know I had it to a degree. I mean, shit, I mean, come on, man. Like, what? what's the point otherwise? What's the point otherwise? But also, I feel that that fire and that certainty grows in accordance with what you achieve. And I know that I'm on chapter two of my book of 557 chapters in life, right? right. But the first two chapters, you may able to accomplish a couple of things and you get more certain on what it is. You get more certain on what it needs to be. You see what certain people do, what certain people don't do, and then what the outcomes of both of those situations, circumstances are. And that reiterates the fact that what it is that you believe and what it is that you say and what it is that you've seen is, is indeed correct. You build so, that like confidence. One thousand percent, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in 10 years from now, oh, shoot. How old are you now? Uh, 34 years old. Okay, cool. Yeah. You got it. I'm 32. So we're like right there though. Right there. Yeah. Like we just getting started. Yo, bro. Come on, man. So, come so on, you man. shared something with me earlier before we started recording that I thought was pretty crazy. Um, well the fact that you were adopted. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you also mentioned that the family that adopted you was white. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So wild. I know we don't have, yeah, bro. That shit's yeah. wild. Like to be honest with you, like one of my boys who we recorded with today, like he's mixed. Yeah. And that came with a whole host of challenges <sighs> and expectations and, you know, not fitting in, right? Totally. Because you're never, you're not white enough, you're not black enough. Totally. And it's like, where am I accepted? Where do totally. I belong? Totally. So what was the biggest challenge growing up, not only being adopted, but <sighs> being adopted by white parents? Yeah, so, so, you know, I would say one of the biggest challenges as it relates to that is really understanding who you are, you know, mm. really understanding who you are. And let's face it, man, I mean, you could be 80, 90, 120 years old and not even understand who you are, but at least you have some sort of like rooted understanding of where you come from. And if you don't have that rooted understanding of where you come from, it's very hard to paint the picture personally on, on where it is you're going and, and who it is that you truly are. So I would say from a very young age, that was something that you continue to work on. That's not something that you can, can you can actually have a conversation about with a ton of people because that, that's an experience that not a lot of individuals have. Um, you, 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 you add that. And then also the fact that you're living in the South, you're living in the North, what we're moving a lot, man, you gotta be able to, to acclimate to certain situations. You gotta be able to have the right conversations or, or, or a specific conversation with a specific set of individual. You gotta know those things. I look at it, I don't look at it as a negative thing, but rather a positive thing because I feel that that thing has led to where I am today in the sense of I can walk into any room. We can, we can chop it up wherever we need to chop it up. Yeah. Like we can go to the White House or shoot, we can go, you know, we can go, we can go over there too. It don't, it, it yeah, don't matter, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Like it, it, it's whatever it is. And it just allows for you to identify the, the beauty of people, different cultures. Everybody does something different, but you know, if, if, 
in any culture, if you're aligned correctly, the outcome is the outcome is is, is ridiculous in a good way, not a bad way. No, so, that's a dope mindset to have. And yeah. like, it sounds like all of that volatility as a child, like moving to different places, oh, man. forced you to really like adapt to your surroundings and environment and cultivate new skill sets to like connect with these different types of people. <sighs> everything, so, everything. What's like, what's like, dude, like, I mean, I'm just imagining it, for example, like I remember, you know, playing sports when I was younger and shit and my parents had me late like they were in their 40s when they had me okay so i always like i like when i was younger i was like a little it sucks to say now but like it's true like i was a little ashamed sometimes like of how much older my parents were than some of my friends parents right okay you feel me yeah and like i'm curious to know like you know middle school high school yeah. Football, like your parents are coming to games. Like, are your boys giving you any <laughs> shit like for this or like picking you up from practice? Like, yeah. was there any, was there any like real, real, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like I get what you're saying. Like, you and know, if not that's cool. Like that's, yeah. that's fucking unexpected. So the, of course the questions would come like, how is it? Or, Oh, that's your mom. That's your dad. You know what I'm talking about? Like, like that comes out, and of course, naturally, man, it's like it's that's a that's an intriguing thing to talk about. It's something that you don't see. Like there has to be a light shed upon that, and when you do see it, you need to address it. Like I understand that, um, but you know, I would say that younger, 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 maybe there were th- some things that's that that were said. Once you got to like middle school and high school, man, you know. It's all about production. And if you're raw and what you do, it don't, it don't, it don't freaking matter. So, so it, that, like that, it was just, yo, that's just is what it is. Oh, that's my guy. Like, you know, I didn't really run into that. Um, but living in the South in Tennessee, I remember, man, I remember being being in in the family that we were, man, and, and driving up to Cades Cove. And I kid you, I kid you not. We were still seeing, still seeing, KKK parades driving up to the mountains in Cage Cove. This is in like 2000 and freaking three, four and five. Like this ain't too far. This ain't too long ago, man. Like this is, this is real yeah, yeah. shit, bro. And, and, and they, they see us walking in mind blown. Now, yes, this is in the mountains. This is the South, bro. This is Tennessee. But, um, but yeah, man, that shit is still out there. And, and we had to deal with it. And, Hey, it's, it's, you roll with the punches and it's not about dealing with the situation, but it's about how you let the situation affect you. And it either be positive, or it could be negative. And I ain't got, I only got one life here, bro. So everything that I got going on, man, and it's gotta be positive or I gotta take something from it. Because if I don't, then it didn't teach me anything. If it didn't teach me anything, then it's just pointless, man. <laughs> I you, love that. You know what I'm That was just like on point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like life is just a series of fucking lessons. Bro. And every single moment is an opportunity to learn and grow. Totally. Totally. But oftentimes we're so quick to label something good or bad. And what we really should be doing is allowing things to actually play out and ask ourselves like, hey, what did this teach me? How did this force me to become a better version of myself? Exactly. And when we adopt that fucking mindset, bro. Game over. Game over. You go with the, you go with the energy, man. You go with it. So like, so... So what comes up for me is like, you really have a mindset that's just like, bro, you like refuse to play the victim. Man. You feel me? Hell yeah. Here's, here's the, here, so here, here's the thing. Like I've heard, it's interesting. Cause like I've talked to, I've talked to, 
I've talked to my black friends about, you there know, you especially go. around the George Floyd stuff. Of right? course, of course, of course. Like, and that was like May 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there seemed to be like two very extremes. There's like a lot of, a couple of them. And, and, and you also saw like the media narrative would, would be like America's racist. Like yep. this is a very, and then, and then some of my other friends are like, you know what? Like in my experience, like, yeah, there's been situations where I've definitely been treated differently because of my race. Hell yeah. But I've also through my hard work, like created massive amounts of opportunities. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's one of these things. I feel like it all comes down to mindset. Listen, I love this topic. It's, uh, Man, 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 man. It's 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 something that both sides need to get better at, in my opinion, bro. Both sides need to get better at. You you can't fully point the the finger at somebody without obviously pointing the finger at at yourself first and seeing what what what's going on in here and what's going on right here. And and I feel that you know some of these things that are happening today and it's, 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 it's very sad and have happened in the past. It's sad. And, and what will happen in the future because it will keep going on, man. Like, like we, we have a say so in, in that narrative or that next story based off how we are today and what we do today. And like, like, man, it's just, it's just, it's just so, uh, it's so real. Like I, I try to take every situation and realize, okay, listen, the fact of the matter is this is what it is. And, and how you act has so much more, so much more importance than maybe somebody else that doesn't look like you. And so, you know, I heard this thing and I know it's, it's, it, it, it's kind of, kind of different to say, but Hey, where we start at zero, everybody else starts at one. It's what the game is. So when you realize that, bro, Every single step that you take and every single action that you make, you, you can't just think it's for that moment, but it's for like 27 moments after that. And, and it's like, it's just, it's just double the work, double the brute force. Cause you got to prove people wrong, man. Cause shit's ingrained in people and it goes generation, generation, generations back. It's like, you tell a Christian, Hey, don't be Christian no more. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. He's going to be Christian. So, so, so these things don't necessarily come from the present person, but they come from a downline, a family that's rooted for centuries and centuries and centuries. It's, it's, it's not our, it's not our, it's not, we're not supposed to just change their mind by telling them to change their mind. We're supposed to, we're supposed to, through what we do, change their mind and change their perspective. So it's, it's, it's two things, uh, but both sides need to take responsibility, bro. Yeah. Because you can't overlook that stuff. Yeah. Just can't. Just can't. Yeah. No, and I, it's just hearing you speak about it, though, in that way is really powerful, though. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I really resonate with that because, yeah, like, I think we just need to do this shit more. Bruh. Because ultimately, the only way that you can really remove some of these subconscious programs from your life is by actually having real life experiences. Exactly. You, like, people be hating people that they've never met. They've never had a conversation with. Right. It's like, we need to bring back some of that connection, some of that compassion, some of that fucking kindness, bro. And once you actually realize like, yo, we've had crazy, vastly different lives, but like we share so much of the same shit in common. We're vibing. You feel me? And it's like, that is what needs to happen more often if we want to remove racism, all of the hatred that's happening. Oh, yeah, man. Right? On the planet is really rooted rooted like you said and a lot of these ancestral tendencies 
and generational traumas. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, no, no. I couldn't have even said it any better than that. No, no, no. That's what it is. So I'm curious, like, like obviously you're still fucking jacked. (laughs) Hey, bro. You're still looking, you're still looking fresh. Well, a lot of people, they stop playing ball, bro, and they fall off. They do, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Wild. I don't know why, but hey. So like, I want to know kind of maybe three non-negotiables for you. Uh, By the way, do you drink? Do you drink alcohol? I mean, listen, I'll have a whiskey every now and then. I mean, you know, I'm a man, damn it. But, but, what, but, but I'm not, I'm not getting faded every single night. I'm not going to, I don't, I don't wake up anytime and just think, oh man, I want to drink. Like, that's not, it's, it's not me. It's not yeah. part of my DNA. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't strike me as it. Cause like you seem like someone who's driven, determined, locked right. in. So what's like the first 20, 30 minutes of your morning look like before we wrap up? Great question. First 20, 30 minutes. Uh, listen, I'm waking up. Uh, definitely, definitely relatively early. Uh, I'm getting in some, some, some content, some sort of personal motivation, some sort of, of something to get my, my juices flowing. Uh, what I'm going to do next is I'm going to write down my goals. I got my targets every single day. I write those things down. That was a practice that I adopted with, with an individual that I worked alongside for, for about four years. And I think, you know, where, where you have, where you have direction, you can achieve. If you don't have direction, it's physically impossible to achieve anything. So that gives me the direction for the day. And then that gives me the direction for, man, why am I freaking waking up in the first place? Like, what the, like, what are we doing here? Um, obviously I'm hitting the gym 1000%. It's cardio, love cardio and, or a lift. I make sure to separate the two. Listen, one and the other are different. They're not one in the same. You need to realize that. And, and bro, we're, we're, we're getting right on into having a healthy, a healthy, healthy breakfast. And I'm smashing the phones or, you know, we run an organization. I run an organization, a marketing and advertising company. And it's, 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 it's straight to work. Um, that, that, that's what the morning routine looks like. It has to look like that. If it doesn't look like that, I, I don't know how I want to be on track. Yeah. Yeah. And what is one thing that you feel inspired to share with the world before we wrap up? We're definitely fucking doing a round two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of but, course. But I want to know for today, what is one thing that you want to share with the world? You know, for everybody, for everybody who's watching this thing, you know, uh, entrepreneur, I got massive goals, y'all. Be a New York Times bestselling author on the cover of Forbes magazine, worth 12 billion, living in downtown New York, and provide 10 million foster kids with homes own a baseball team and our football team at a professional level. Like these are things I write down every single day. I'm not there yet. And, and, and I realized because I've had the opportunity to be around people that have done some of those things that sometimes you need to act the part before you get the part. And so what the hell are you doing right now today that attributes to you actually getting to that thing tomorrow. And if you're not doing that thing today, then you're probably not going to have it tomorrow. That's something that I got to tell myself all the time because I'm antsy. And, and, and maybe I'm speaking to me when I tell y'all that. But listen, sometimes you got to act the part before you get the part. So just keep rocking, man, because it's coming. It's coming. But when it does come, boy, you, bet, you best be ready. Because if you're not, you're going to lose it. Yeah. And I feel like there's so much shit and that was powerful. There's so much shit like that applies to sports that you can just bring straight into life, bro. Like literally, like if you're, if you're a backup, like I remember in basketball, like I would come off the bench, like six man, but like, yo, some dude gets in foul trouble. Some dudes playing like shit. Some dude gets hurt. Yo, I'm fucking ready. Like I'm ready. I stay ready. And it's like, I just gave a Ted talk a couple weeks ago. Like I'd been manifesting this shit for like three years, bro. And like, there's times where I was like, this isn't going to happen. 
I've been waiting. Like I keep on getting turned down by all these different venues and I was still fucking crafting my talk. I was like visualizing that fucking red Absolutely. dot on the floor, knowing that the opportunity was coming. And then it came and I crushed it. And the world is about to see that talk soon. And you were ready, damn it. Hey, yo, congratulations on that, by the way. Hey, I got you, bro. Appreciate hey. you. Um, Mike, where can people connect with you? I'm really grateful we had this conversation. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, y'all yo, can y'all can definitely find me on Instagram. But listen, on all social media platforms, it's at Mike Schill underscore. That's M-I-K-E-S-C-H-I-L-L underscore. Reach on out. Let me know if there's anything I can do to provide value to you. Man, I'll be more than happy to do it. And uh, hopefully we can do this thing all over again. But I appreciate y'all's time. I appreciate your time. And this has been great. It's been great. My fucking guy. Guys, make sure to hit up Mike. Much fucking love. This this conversation, like, I'm so glad we had the opportunity to do it because it just makes me want to dive deeper and peel more layers back because, yeah, like, yeah. you're a powerful dude and I want to continue uh, building a friendship, bro. Absolutely. Oh my goodness, you made it until the end of this podcast and I'm so grateful for you just really committing to your health and to your transformation. So just take a moment to appreciate and acknowledge yourself for making it until the end. And I really hope that you take at least one thing that you heard today and implement it into your life because knowledge is not power. Knowledge is potential power. It requires you to take action and implement these different practices and principles into your life. And I'm here to support you every step of the way. So again, word of mouth is my oxygen. I don't do this for money. I just do it to cultivate community and help you enrich your life. So if you gain value from the show, share it with a friend, share it on your Instagram story, tag me at coach Jeremy 305. And if you want to see the video version of this episode, go check out our YouTube channel because again, when you see things, sometimes it brings them to life and you can really see different parts of this conversation and the relationship dynamic with each guest. So again, fam, thank you. Thank you so much. You already know what time it is. It's time to take action on your dreams and thrive. <laughs>